Hello again guys, we're back. A um, couple of days longer than usual, uh, just family stuff and personal stuff getting in the way, but it's better than Monday. Uh, it is holiday season, so a lot of things are going on. It is the holiday season. In fact, speaking of holiday season, Gray, um, mm-hmm. uh, a little tiny, tiny plug. Uh, you know the Coca-Cola truck? Is that a thing in the States that goes round? Um, You've heard the UK I mean, boys the talk co- about it, yeah? You're talking about delivery? No, so it goes up. It's themed. It's just Coca-Cola and big lights all around it, and it looks amazing, and Santa Claus drives it, and he stops, and you get a tour of the back of the truck, and it's all Coca-Cola stuff, right? That was on that uh, Pepsi thing on Netflix, Pepsi Where's My Jet, right? Uh, And the the Coca-Cola truck drives into the service station really, really quickly, the gas station, whatever. And the guy looks like he's in a rush, a.k.a. Santa Claus. He runs in. You think he's going for the John. He doesn't. He goes straight to the refrigerator to get a drink, mm-hmm. runs yeah. back to the truck, and then starts drinking it. And he, he sees a camera that's clocked him, and he goes, oh, oh, shit. It's, it, was, it was a can of Pepsi, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Coca-Cola. Anyway, I think there was an old commercial years, years ago <laughs> where Santa went up to a vending machine, and the choices were, were Coke and Pepsi. And he just goes like this for a second and goes, uh, and he hits Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> Their advertisements were nuts in back in the day. Um, yeah. We haven't even given you the title. We're waffling already. Classic Gray and Trev form. I know. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, today's episode is, is another project episode. It's season one, episode 18, called Mindwalk. A little bit better than last week, but, you know, let's just hope the last yeah. two episodes are a nice uh, finale. And I think without, oh wow, I'm not going to tell you what Gray gave you out of ten. I didn't give it that out of ten, but anyway. Remember, I said I was, I said I was being kind. You were? Why are you being kind? Because be... it's the holiday I, I, season. I was. I, no, I was being a little kind because there was a couple of things I really did like about it, so I kind of made up for the things that I might be I didn't like about it. I didn't, I didn't give it a ten. That's for sure. But uh, I did, you know. Yeah. Now that the cat's out of the bag, I, I went with an eight, but again, a kind eight. God damn it, Gray. Supposed to save that to the end. You ruined it. I'm just going to tune off now and never watch again. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No, Some of the better reviews are when the shows are terrible. (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah, well, actually, he's kind of right, actually. Um, He's kind of right because we usually get a lot of angry stuff to get out of the way. Uh, Right. Anyway, so if we remember last week, they were in that hollow nightmare simulator thing for ages and Hollow yeah. Jane was corrupted and blah blah blah. The, the Snorefest episode. The Snorefest, yeah. But but at the end was good and it leads on to yes, yes, it leads on to the start um a continuation if you like and it's basically the proto start up against the Dauntless. Um like I said last week on paper the Dauntless I uh, said the proto stars wouldn't stand a chance in a, a firefight with the Dauntless. But it's faster so we'll discover later on in this episode if it's Proto Drive get going, it sets off. Uh, so Proto Drive is better than Slipstream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know it's not by much. It, it, I guess in a it's race enough to get away, but ahead. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, so uh, this is the the square off here. Um, 
Hollow Janeway's kind of disgusted at this stage with what she's done because she's a nice-natured person, as Janeway Mulgrew usually is, I guess. Um, and the guys are on their own. They have to do this without without Hollow Janeway. Um, I'd love to see the, the start grey uh, where the Dauntless is just kind of comes in, slows right above the Protostar, and you get yeah. an idea of how massive it is compared to the Protostar. The Protostar's probably... I'll need one of these YouTube video comparison guys to do um, uh, the size yeah, comparison yeah. thing. You know the guys that have like, they'll have car, then have a jumbo jet, then they'll have, and it goes yeah. way up to like a Death Star in terms of scale. Um, I think this will be bigger than a Defiant, but it's probably going yeah. to be smaller yeah. than, say, the Voyager, because that wasn't a massive starship. So uh, Yeah, it, it, from the looks of it on the episode, it doesn't look to be more than maybe 25% as large as the Dauntless. Maybe something like that. They've been generous, actually. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying the most, but that's still pretty small compared to the Dauntless. So, oh yeah, it's just it's huge. I don't like the Dauntless. It's ugly, especially when you see its belly. And you know, yeah, it's kind of kind of got that the that same kind of disease that the looks, uh, Enterprise, Enterprise D had, the fat part. Like it, um, it looks like a jellyfish. Kind of, a little yeah. bit, because cause it's, it's yeah. like the Voyager, but it doesn't go all the way back in terms of that bit at the front. Anyway, you know, for... I mean, that. I guess you can't have every starship look sleek because they would, I guess they would look too much like each other. But on the other hand, I mean, I could have, I don't know, I could have thought a little better on that one. I mean, yeah. everybody tends to like more of the sleeker lines as opposed just to the bulging things. Um, I think that was a big reason why they went from Enterprise D to E, uh, they went back to the sleek design instead of the fat boy design, as they call it. Um, so instead of doing the bulk, I mean, the, the Enterprise D was a massive sized ship. I mean, mm-hmm. that thing's huge. Huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah and Starbase. it was meant to be an explorer. Of course, they, they all, I guess, are to a certain extent. Um, but I mean, compared to the original 1701, it was like three times the size. Oh, yeah, it's massive. You know, massive. I mean, geez. So, but even so, when the E came out, I mean, you got to admit, the e, even much as I like the D, E came out and it was just like it. I mean, hold my beer kind of thing. It's so just looking, instead yeah, of sex, se- instead of sex on legs, it's sex on the cells because that thing was 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 gorgeous. Um, no, no, the, the Dauntless is the way it looks and it's ugly because. And I've told you this before. Uh, although they've never confirmed that, I'm just I remember the Voyager episode really, really well, just not the title where they mm-hmm. got that slipstream machine, that, that machine, the, the 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 ship that looked like uh, a Dauntless Federation ship, and it was that nasty mm-hmm. guy that wanted them all assimilated. They've just went, may as well copy that design. It was the Dauntless. It looked similar. Let's use it. Well, no, let's not. Um, yeah. Anyway, right. So we know the Protostar is tiny, really, in comparison to the Dauntless. So it's smash it up. Um, at this stage here... Um, where have I got? Ah, sorry. Yeah, so the Dauntless is literally sitting right above the Protostar, like just blocking it out almost. Um, and the <laughs> the Dauntless Doctor, I don't recall his name, the Tellerite guy, he can see them through yeah. the viewport. Now, I wish they would do this more in Star Trek. Have you looked out the bloody window? Sometimes it's the best <laughs> way to see something. He's just sitting there having a drink of coffee and he looks in and he's like, what the hell? All these kids are waving back at him like, hi, whoops. Like, <laughs> like the observation deck, right? You know, just kind of like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just sometimes you'll I guess. Get I guess you, I'm glad they do that because sometimes you can't stick to total. Uh, well, be there. You, you can't break the laws of physics, but at the same time, you want to at least have it look aesthetically nice. So technically, unless you're Scotty, if you can if, if you can see through it, 
then of course, if you're going to fire phasers, you're going to aim at that because you're probably going to be more likely to break it or get a beam right through it, you know, somehow. But you can't do that because then the whole ship would just look like nothing but a block of steel, you know. So you have to put the windows in. You got to put the lighting in. You got to put the, you know. There's, there's windows on airplanes for a reason. I don't know why. You're going to see even less up there, but. <clears throat> Um, yeah, no, no, we always need windows in our starships, keep them going, and it was a big, massive window. Um, yep. At this, <laughs> when everyone's waving back, or everyone's in shock, they're not waving back, they're all like, oh, it just pans to Murph, and Murph just goes, and just... Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you're bigger. Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Well, he can do that, he can do that, because he's indestructible. He is, so <laughs> what are you going to do, phaser me? to worry about? You got phaser me, it's fine. Yeah, just st- he's sticking it. He's sticking it to the man, Gray. I found that amusing. Yeah. Sticks his tongue out. Doctor's horrified. Classic Murph. Love him. Um, and thank you, Gray. Gray's either researched this or he has remembered it. Uh, he must have researched because there's no way you're getting that spelling off the bat. How many? Bad- both. I remembered it, but then I wanted to be sure. So yeah. The bad. The bad ensign is we we've been both calling her for a little while. Incensia. Ensign yeah. and says, say that ten times really quickly when you're ten pints down, right? There you. Yes. Um, the the ensign and sense, ensign and sensia, <laughs> stashes uh, Vice Admiral Janeway in a in a, in a cupboard. Uh, uh, but got to get rid of the evidence somehow. Um, classic splinter cell maneuver there. The game back in the day. <laughs> Great. Get rid of the evidence so no one sees. That's uh, right. Find a trash bin. You can stick them in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and then she's she's got a good plan to be fair. She's going to base, she's basically going to hide her, go back to the bridge, and tell everyone not to bother or you know just do not disturb. She's got a bit of a sore head. Leave her be. Um, and then I note here that the protostar then manages to jump to warp all by itself. Now, what I'm I'm thinking. At this stage of the episode, I, I was confused. Later on, I know why, because they're heading towards the middle of the Federation, uh, and it's the construct's kind of taking more of a charge now. But right. at the time, I was like, what? Did you get get what was going on here, Gray? Did you click? No, I, I, I kind of it clicked with me from that and what they discussed before. When, when I learned that they could, the construct could control the, uh, the holograph Janeway, then I knew it was getting into the systems, which makes sense. It should have actually done it sooner, but whatever. Um, sooner, the, yeah. the other thing I'll make a note here, too, is yeah. that which got me, was I'm going like, so it's red alert. Um, they're chasing the ship down. There's all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, this demands the attention of the captain, in this case, at the Admiral. I mean, this is what the situation calls for, right? But they're going to go up there and tell her uh, she doesn't want to be disturbed. What? Yeah, no. I you, mean, I... you would frown upon it and you go, "What?" But when Jamie's going a bit weird later on, which we'll cover, then they'll still follow her orders and say yes, ma'am, for a while because she is in charge. Yeah, but it, but it was, but it got to be comical, and it and it oh, kind of, yeah. kind of, sort of made sense. But at the but at the beginning, they didn't know any of this, so they're just going like, "What? The admiral's just going to dive out of a situation that's dire right now." Yeah, uh, yeah, true. So they, they, I, I find that very weak. I would, mean, that, that they, was like a, you know. They would question it, but they would follow the orders, I think, at least initially for a while, great, and then they'd be like... I, well, just, I just thought they could have wrote, they could have <laughs> written something better than that. It just was too, again, a little easier way out. Eh, just stick her in the cupboard. And for that matter, why would they stick her in a cupboard? Now, don't you think a captain 
less be that an admiral, right? Their quarters are going to have at least a walk-in closet. I mean, come on, you're going to, but you're going to stick her in a cupboard. I mean, she deserves better, doesn't she? Really? Even yeah, a little bit. I mean, up. just kind of, you know, you could throw her into the to the walk-in closet. It's a little better. They do but need a better. Funny. They do need a better excuse, though, for sure. Like she's out of commission. Yeah. They don't say why. Get, make up any reason, man. Come on. She had a bad curry from the replicators last night, and she's on the john. She won't be back for a while. Just give I me mean, a reason. You could have lied and said maybe she was injured and and on her way to to to, to a sick bay. Something that's not going to work, mate. She's going to be limping along there for half an hour. Let's go down and give her a hand. Get to sick bay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that way they could have just sent somebody out to help her, maybe, or they would try to. But they just go, oh, she doesn't want to be disturbed. <laughs> You're really? looking for something, yeah, plausible. It's um, kind of like you know the, the the Romulans are attacking us, we're falling apart. But listen, I don't need to be disturbed right now. I mean, seriously. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Like, um, on I I like the next scene. I like things like this. I've got a uh, Gray never watched all of Star Trek Enterprise, so I don't know if he's seen this episode. In fact, I don't think no. he did because it was towards the end. The Dauntless uh, pursues, uh, and they're all they're both going to warp at this stage. Uh, the proto drive—I don't know why it's not working. It's not, um, and merges uh, the two ships merge warp bubbles. Now we've seen this in Star Trek before. We've seen this in Star Trek Enterprise, where was it the last season? I like to think the best season I think of Enterprise, and then the bloody cancel. Mm. Typical that episode. The engineer uh, trip from the Enterprise um, was actually off the Enterprise at the time. He was in the sister ship Columbia because his hot Vulcan girlfriend didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore. So he kind of <laughs> left the ship to get away from her. And Jolene Blaylock was, oh my God. This is a family show. I won't, I won't say any more than that. But Jesus, what's Vulcan ever existed? Um, and he has to get away from her, but they come back together again because the Klingons sabotage some of the subroutines in the warp matrix and it just starts slow. They have to keep going faster and faster. It's a great episode, great. They keep having to go faster and faster. They're actually way past warp five at this stage and warp five is its limit. And they have to, if they don't stop, they're going to burn out. But if they stop, the device blows up. It's a classic speed Keanu Reeves type movie, yeah. you know, but in space. And then, Trip literally goes from the Columbia goes in underneath, was it underneath or above one of them, uh, and and then Columbia uses the same warp bubble. Um, no, sorry, Enterprise uses Columbia's warp bubble. They have the same one, but Columbia can only hold the warp bubble for so long. And just as they have the one warp bubble, Enterprise reboots its uh, matrix, and then you know, jobs are good. But you see, literally, Trip crawling between the two starships on a big massive ladder because they don't like using <laughs> teleporters at that stage transporters sorry yeah. they don't like using them because of their infancy so he's like to hell with that and i don't think you can at that stage transport at warp certainly in the early days so literally yeah. up he goes cracking episodes uh, episode great i would recommend that but i got vibes of this here because they literally managed to uh, merge both warp bubbles um so literally that it the Dauntless can start firing on the Protostar. They take down its shields, slowly but surely, but not destroy it, because they don't get a hold of it, obviously. Um, and our guys, Dal and Zero, they... This starts off well, and it gets a bit... I, I want Gray's opinion on this as well. Uh, Dal and Zero work together telepathically to try and connect to 
Janeway. I don't even know if it's Janeway at this stage. It's just anyone, but they happen to get on Janeway, Vice Admiral Janeway. Um, but, and we've seen this, something similar on Star Trek before, Grey, where mm-hmm. shit hits the fan. As Dal's consciousness is going across to try and reach Janeway, a phaser shot, literally a big one, hits the protostar, and it, for a split, the split, you know, briefest of split seconds, it creates a conduit through the whole bloody thing from the Dauntless to the protostar to Dal. So literally then his consciousness gets swapped into the body of Janeway and vice versa. And at this stage, I'm thinking, oh, no. Freaky Friday. Yeah. Disney. Did you like that bit or were you <laughs> like, uh-oh? Oh, I was right away. That's why when I saw it, I'm just going like, ah, the old swap the body's mind trick. That's <laughs> like, oh, wow. I mean, I, I'm, 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 again, I'm being a wee bit kind. I'm sitting there going like, all right, because it makes for something that actually was kind of neat in the episode. Mm. Um, but it just sounds like it's just something that's used so much. You know, I wish there was like another way they could have done that one. But in view of what they had going on, I guess they really didn't have a choice. It's sort of. So yeah, well, no, I'm letting them. I'm letting them slide on this. On that. On this. Well, this one. when you give me eight, eight out of ten, I'd expect you would let them let them slide with that one. Yeah. Um. So now they're they're both switch consciousnesses, consciousnesses. And yeah. uh, I'm 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 really tongue tied this evening. I'm really sorry, people. I don't even know what you call consciousnesses. Conscious I, conscious times two, consciousness times two. Um, the sport yeah. minds Caesar, and at this stage, uh, they literally go to. I say this a lot, Janeway and Dal's body, so I can distinguish clearly what's what. Right, until right. Greg comes up with a better short acronym or nickname for that, um, and then literally they go Dal, Dal, and. Uh, no, she's not Dallas, she's Vice Admiral Janeway. And then literally she stands like that, the way yeah, Kate Monroe does. Yeah. Dallas doing this. And then you hear the, the little nod to the Voyager theme music. They can keep doing that, by the way. See the little musical nods? Keep uh-huh. doing it. I love that shit. Give me more of it. I love it. Did you like it, that, Greg? It, it was pretty funny. How he, he goes like this with his hands. They have like a camera shot that's a little bit more shooting upwards. So it looks like, you know, a Superman pose or something. And, <laughs> I'm Admiral Janeway. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you talking about? Exactly. Did you like the the, yeah. the musical notes there from oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I love it. God, I love it, man. I absolutely adore this that. This was a, and it, uh, we'll talk a little more about it in a minute because I had a comment later on. But generally speaking, this this music was a theme that popped up more than once in the episode. Yes, like you know, here and there, two or three times. To be fair, I loved it. Yeah. Two, at least twice I counted. I loved that. Um. Mm-hmm. So now, Dal. Right. Okay. Dal Janeway, Dal and Janeway's body, right? Just that's the right. short way I'm doing it. Dal Janeway <laughs> is now acting weird, being in her body, um, and she she kind of she she kind of really is because she escapes from the cupboard or wakes up, and then is like looks in the mirror like what the hell was going on? And I listen, I I was cringing a lot at this stage, but then I remember it's a kid show, and it makes sense for the plot. But kudos to Kate Mulgrew because I know she's an actor, but even still, that's got yeah. still got to be a little she bit cringy even for her to try and act like a kid. Yeah, like it's, oh, it's, no. and uh, and also the I can't remember his name, but the voice of Doll, they both did a good job because it's not easy to sit there and have to you have to change your mindset and say like that right, was brilliant. Channel. He was all grown right. up and yeah, 
But but it's so hard for an actor to do that, a voice actor too, because you have to channel the other act, the other character, but you can't talk like the character. You got to keep your own voice. Yep. In other words, your character's voice, but act and talk as much like the other characters you can. So it's not really that easy. Yeah, you you know you know the the proto star crew are but they're voiced by adults though, Gray. Just in case you thought they were kids. I I personally <laughs> think, although I don't know because we haven't read anything about this, but Kate Mulgrew sounded like she was really enjoying this. She really was getting into acting like she this. Really like, was? Just, you could just tell. You could just tell from from what was going on. Uh yeah. I mean, hey, I'm going to take it as a I'm going to take it as a positive rather than being too negative. But yeah, I was I was concerned about the cringe factor was a bit higher than usual. Um. So, uh, Al and Jamie's body at this stage is literally trying to get out of there um, and walking past people in the corridors of the Dauntless and they're like, Admiral, and she's kind of hiding and she's acting funny like a little kid would, but she's a vice admiral probably in her 60s. Um, so, I'm having a chuckle at this. The diviner goes back to properly tie her up, which I was like, Are you kidding me? You never tied it up properly first time. Yeah, you go back to yeah. clean up yeah. your bloody mess. Sorry, I'm I'm warming up for a rant tomorrow about 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 the whole Superman yeah, thing. Yeah. Tune in for GGR if you want to hear that. So I'm I'm warming up with my ranting skills. I'm like, exactly. What? Pro- Come on, Diviner, are you a noob? Like you're supposed to be a bad guy. <laughs> what? All three of you. None of you thought to properly tie her up. And yeah, they're right. Don't kill her. Like the you know, normally you would kill some of that off, wouldn't you? But they're like no. Admiral's important. Keep her. You never know when you're going to use her. So right. he's horrified. She's on the loose. He's shitting himself that he's going to be outed, and he's got the free reign of the ship. I noticed as well. Whatever. Um, uh, and yeah, this, well, he was he was walking around before that. So true. That's not, not totally unbelievable. But on, I think I don't know if this episode, but certainly at one point, I think he's on the bridge as well. Like you're allowed to walk onto the bridge when you want. That happens yeah, a lot in Star Trek, though. You notice it's that it's a twenty-four great. minute kid show. They got to they got to kind of assume things. <laughs> well, they've got to, yeah, true. But that's what we do in that <laughs> Pikmin. That's the whole point. I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, yeah. So at this stage here, um, Vice Admiral Janeway with Dow's consciousness um, is now beamed to the Dauntless Bridge uh, because she's trying to put off going to the bridge for a little bit. And she's trying to avoid them at all costs. And literally, antennas, as Janeway calls them later on. <laughs> yeah, I know. You get done for racism. You've done that, man. Um, the, the the number one, like, just like, beam her to the bloody bridge because she's up to no good. Um, she sees the Dauntless fire on the Protostar and she's kind of like, she orders the crew to stop firing on the Protostar. Um she wants to. She keeps on making up excuses and fumbling her way through it. But she's like, you know, like number one's like you told us to fire. Like was that our point? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 don't blow them up. But but keep chasing them. But right. you know, lots yeah, of see where they're going. Bots and pans. <laughs> Let's find out where they're going. And then and then she does this. And then the pew pew. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's so easy just like yeah let's see where they're going and then pew 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 go, i'm just thinking kate mulgrew is having a bloody ball doing this imagine her i bet i guarantee you right because she's because they're actors doing voice parts maybe a voice mm-hmm. actor does it differently like when it does it natively but uh an actor that does the voice part they've got to use a lot of their actual body to do that so i guarantee yeah. you kate, kate mulgrew is behind the microphone i was going pew 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 yeah i'm sure <laughs> 
I'm definitely. Thinking, I mean, you do got to use your hands. You got to. You can't because you're not. You can't act act per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got you. So you got to be able to move and do around, and do something to get you into the the mood, so to speak. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, great notes here. Dal Dal was uh, freaking out and uh, Janeway's body being pretty amusing, and it was. That was the funnier part, and I think it's because when we'll get to it, when it, when it goes to. Uh, Jane Wayne Dow's body because she's a vice admiral. She's an older lady, for want of a better phrase. She's more kind of clued on, kind of like a been there, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was harder for Kate Mulgrew to actually do this part, but she probably had a, a, a ball for sure. Um, uh, Jane Wayne Dow, so Jane Wayne Dow's body, because it gets confusing. This is uh, talking to Ensign and Sensia, because we now probably know her name now. Um, while playing with a model of the USS Voyager, and it's bloody detailed. I love this, and the and the Voyager yeah. music comes on again. And I because she's literally lying back, chilling out. Like you don't expect a vice admiral with the legs up. Like come in, yeah, chilling out, playing with her little model, and then she starts speaking to the sensor. Did you like that little touch with the model? I want that model, mate. Yeah. I really want that model. And this is something that's nor- normal because in the cabins of captains of many starships including picard and all that you see models of the ships that they that they commanded before or ships of the enterprise going back years yeah you know things like that so they always have the best models <laughs> oh they do you see the bro. size of the sucker too i mean it was about this big man oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah they're the excel ones i mean i've got some of them we will do an episode on that actually that's going to be my idea because what you'll find is this finishes in two weeks past thursday there so We've got mm. a bit of a time between there that and when um Is it twenty episodes? Yes, yes. 20, yes, so we've got two more. Okay, right. Um yeah, well no, we've got we've got a little gap between the end of this and the start of Picard season three. three. So we've got six weeks, five, six weeks, so we'll we'll you know, we'll be doing specials and stuff then, so that could be an idea. Um yeah, the at, at this stage here, um after Little models played about for a while. The doctor comes in and wants to. The Telerik doctor wants to run more scans on Vice Admiral Janeway, but at, <laughs> at this point here, you don't see them between. You just cut the scene cuts, and you see uh, Vice Admiral Janeway literally push him back onto the bridge, like trying to get rid of him. And that's the bit where she goes, "Antennas, you're in charge. Leave me alone, right. basically." And I'm just, and they're all looking like. It, she goes back at the turbo lift, and it just the camera pans back with the whole bridge crew looking back, dumbfounded. I thought that was brilliant. Um, they done a good forget team with. teamwork makes the dream work. That, oh yeah, they did. Say, yeah, he did. She did say that right at the end. Antenna, antenna, you're in charge. Don't, don't forget, yeah. teamwork makes the dream work. And then they're like, oh, um, that was a great line. They're just sitting there like, on huh? Yeah, and she's still a lot of finger pointing the wagon. I love this. Um, yeah, so I did miss it out. Uh, Great does mention here the the Dauntless will contact Starfleet to get additional ships to the Protostar's end destination, which is, that's a good point, Greg, because I did uh, miss that part out. They're, I don't know why, why they order this or they do this, because, yes, at this stage, the work at the Protostar is going right for the middle of the Federation, basically. Let's assume Earth. You don't see it at this stage, but let's assume it's Earth. Mm-hmm. Why would you want more starships for one little tiny pro? What? Well, first of all, the, it's not well, a Borg ship, I, man. It's a Borg fleet. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any problem with calling to have additional ships on the other end to make sure the protostar doesn't get away. 
But the thing that's weird about it is he goes, I'm going to call every ship in the area. And like, every single Why one. Why do you need every ship in the area? You're going to bring 25, 30, 40 ships there. Give me a break. You don't only need maybe three. Uh, I'm telling you, tell you, great. Star, uh, Starfleet's uh, carbon footprint is going through the roof at this stage. I'm telling you, right? Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, no. Can, can you just see it? Can you just see it, Admiral, on the other line, on the other end of the conversation? Oh uh, yeah, we need you to send uh, just about every ship you got because we're bringing the Protostar. And the, and the other Admiral's going, "What are you nuts?" I said, well, "I said I'll give you three ships. Don't tell me what else you need. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. I'm an Admiral." Um, but yeah, no, that's a good point, Gray. I did miss that out there, so uh, they're probably going to get Armada facing them at this stage here. Now, Janeway and Dow's body, right? Because this is it goes. There was a lot of the yes. other scene in the Dauntless. Yeah. We go back to more mature um, uh, Janeway at this yeah. stage. Um, <laughs> uh, she goes down to she, she. She knows all this stuff off the back of her hands. Like even though she's not commanding the ship. She, she's in the, the captain's chair and she pushes a couple of buttons like she'd been working there for ages. It opens the the trap door, if, for the want of a better phrase, down to uh, the lower level where the... Uh, construct. Oh, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Greg. The construct's hiding out. And Janeway's locked herself in there. Like, lock yourself up right beside the main weapon on the ship and the thing that screws you up. Well done, Hollow Janeway. But she's kind of... She's sulking. A hologram sulking. And she's kind of feeling bad for herself. Um, but as soon as they see each other and they start talking to each other, again, Voyager theme music. I love yeah. that. Grey notices that. Uh, what did you put here? What's the harmon using the real music, not a sound like? I, I want I'm that. assuming, although I, I don't know to. this to be true, that it has to be something to do with copyright. No, it's not. They own it. But I was going to say, but, but I can't go with that one because it's no. up, because usually when they change music up, it's because of that. There's some now. Remember, there was a lot of weird things in the in the history of Trek when it started out way way back on Desilu Studios. That's another whole history lesson I'll give you later. And all the way through the history, because there are some very weird things that there <clears throat> that there is contracts for that they can't do, and it's really strange. And, and I'll give you a, for instance. Okay, the design of the Enterprise 1701. Right when they went from the Enterprise of the original series to the refit they actually had to make sure per contract that certain things in the design had to be certain ways they weren't allowed to change and or alter a certain percentage of the ship when they went to make the new one this the is one? all documented what, what, and legal what new one okay when they went from the 1701 original to the refit to the other refits right. if you want to call it right. call it that including the one that you saw in star trek discovery Second season, and including the one that you see in Strange New World. Yep. There's an ongoing contract that goes back God knows how many years that basically states that when you change the Enterprise, you design the Enterprise, you can only do it by a certain percentage. And you cannot go any further than that. I believe, and I Unless it's be wrong, the Kelvin verse. that this was something that was set by Roddenberry long ago, that the Enterprise, if it's ever changed, can only do this, this, this. So... So there is a precedent for this. Now, music changes 99.9% .9 of the time is usually because of something screwy with the copyright. Um, so unless that's the reason, and I would think it's not, or at least you and I think it's not, unless it really is, then why would you not use the real music? You don't really need to alter it or, or make it sound closer to the original than, than even what they had. I know we're nitpicking, but I would love to have heard 
like practically the 100% theme going or sections of it going, I think it would have made that much more of an emotional impact. I don't think... Yes, I agree with you. I want to get the original music and it's it's all its greatness. I agreed. I think they can oh, do well, it. You know what? I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you another to. for instance. I, and sorry to interrupt you, but I'll give you a good example. Remember back on Lower Decks when they did the one episode where they revisited Deep Space Nine? Mm-hmm. They used the exact Deep Space Nine music. Because they were at Deep nothing... Space Nine. Right, but my point is, is that, so why would you not do that in this show with Voyager? Yeah, I, want them, I did want them to do it great. I just don't think, I think for the most part, they want to have subtle nods. I think that's why they do it. It's frustrating. Okay. I want to hear the original. I think, as my opinion, I think that's why they do it. So okay, that, then I'll play, uh, then I'll play devil's advocate. Yeah. Well, it, when you see other Star Trek shows where they made nods to the original, mm-hmm. all they had to do is go, dun, dun, dun. that was it. Ah, that's a tiny that's all they had. That's all I had to do because that was so iconic. You, you identified with it. Yeah. So there are sections of the Voyager music that they could have played only whatever, two, three, four seconds worth that would have had the same impact. Agreed. Instead of having, instead of having to make a, a sound alike, as I call it, I, you know, I, it's still good. I still loved it, but I'm, and I'm nitpicking. But if it wasn't, if they had made it more towards the actual theme music, it would have been way more effective. Okay. When I nitpick, you can't complain then. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to hear the original music as well. Yes, agreed. Uh, I'll take what I can get at this stage. Um, uh, real Janeway in Dal's body. Um, rebuilds, literally reboots, hollow Janeway. Literally, you know, the IT thing, I work in IT support, turn it off and turn it back on again. What's she done? <laughs> Purge the files exactly. at the same time, clear the cache and all that stuff. So what you do, and then she's back to her golden cell. But as, she, as she's doing that, hollow Janeway gets the flashbacks of how it all happened, construct getting put on, her program getting messed with, that kind of thing. Um, but now we've got hollow Janeway back on the case. Hollow Janeway didn't believe initially that was Vice Admiral Jamie Dell's body. She went, prove it. After what happened to her, and they talked about a scene with her father back in the day, blah, blah. She went, oh, it is you, it is you. I literally, literally like talking to her. It was actually a nice scene. I enjoyed it. Um, but by the way, we should point out, and even I forgot to mention it, um, when she, uh, Hollow Janeway, was getting the, the memory returns of, of Janeway, um, all of a sudden it came upon the whole thing with Chakotay, Oh, and yeah. what happened? And the two of them, the hollow Janeway and the real Janeway, are all like, oh, and they're looking, going like, you know, because they're kind of they look like love sick teenagers at one point. They were kind of they, they looked like love sick teenagers when they saw Chakotay. It's like their loved one was gone. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Well, which well, annoys that would me. make sense though. No, it doesn't. Yeah, they but... had one scene that one episode that we're stuck in the planet. This could work, or let's it can't work because of. Yeah, but that, yeah, but wait a second. It was her crew for five years or whatever. So you know. You're gonna rem- you're gonna remember and have fond memories of your crew. Oh, but it looked like more than fond memories. It looked like there's someone that I fancy that I love. <laughs> well, I, that's why I thought. I, I I I know. I see what you're saying. But the funny thing is, it was a good scene. Only respects that they both were just all of a sudden boom, remembering like oh, and what happened, and they both were remembering things that maybe they didn't really remember clearly before. And so that whole mystery out there is because she even asked, you know. I forget whether it was real Janeway or the hollow Janeway, but one of them asks, is he, and they go, no, thinking, like, is he dead? Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they go, no, but we don't really know. In the you future. know, what happened? Um, so, assuming that we 
well, like you said, we only have the two episodes left. There's gonna be a hell of a lot of wrapping up to do if they're gonna they're gonna end this time or this particular story arc. I know season. Had, I, I don't I don't know. They would have had more time if they hadn't waffled in last week's episode. Yes, yeah, exactly. So now I just hope it doesn't it, these next two episodes don't make it rushed because uh, that's gonna be worse. They'll be All flying of a they'll just tie everything up. Yeah, they'll tie everything up like in, like really quick and just go okay. Like like done. the right. end, the, especially it's especially the thing in America with the commercials and the adverts. Especially there, where they're trying to squeeze as much into the one ad as they can. And at the end, they're like, yeah. subject to episode catching, and they just fly through Sorry. the rest of the plot in like an episode or two. Disclaimer. <laughs> um, at the very end, at the very end of the next two episodes, they're going to put disclaimer: this is a kids show. <laughs> yeah, so don't complain, Greg. Ever is what they'll say. Um, They've got a cool plan. They're they're trying to reenact um, what happened initially with the mind swap here. That makes sense. Uh, go back to the source. They're going to the plan is Jane Wayne Dow's body um, has got to exit the starship, exit the proto star, make her way to the middle of the ship, and then uh, try and make contact with a real body um, when the phasers are fired again. Hopefully, that's the plan. Uh, and then they reverse the exact same thing that led them to to where they are in the first place. Um, uh, I mean, Gray Gray's got a little. I don't know. Was a small rant or a point here? Just like the movies, couldn't have, couldn't have thought of anything else. What the reversal or the whole you know, the, mind swap? Uh, the whole thing with you have to have the bodies there. They have to touch. It's it's a of course you got to reverse science. You you what ha- what caused the thing in the first place? Let's try and reverse that. That's, that's I logic, no? I, just, I was trying to think if there was like a different way they could have done it or something a little more novel or 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 an offshoot of instead of just doing the same thing. They got a touch. Okay. You want you want to tell us about the charade point you put here, Gray? Which was yeah. No, I see. Now that was that was one. And there was a couple points in the episode <sighs> where I thought the writing was good. <sighs> I really do, and this is one of them. And they did. They were trying to figure out how they're going to communicate because if they do communicate the normal ways, it's going to infect the ship and and destroy it or, or 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 whatever um so they can't let that happen so they're going like how are we going to do this i mean they you know and then all of a sudden they just uh, uh janeway <laughs> and doll's body you know comes up with the idea okay we have a little we have a little game that we play on our planet called charades and i'm going like ah okay now that's a good idea i like that <laughs> I don't really like and, it made, and it made sense it made sense for a kid's show too it doesn't hurt right <laughs> so they're all sitting there acting out until they could all guess and everything. And then finally, when they guess it all, they're like, yeah, all right. Uh, but I thought that was good. Now, that was good. That was a nice little twist. To kids put, have no clue what charades is, though, unfortunately. So he was found out. Why did you put a capital C for charades? I'm confused. It's the name of the game. So it's that. that uh, okay. The name of the game is charades. So it's a so proper it gets, name. It gets, so. a, it gets a capital letter. Okay. It's a C, yeah. Oh, my best Learn your English, fast. man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have to learn my... Don't get me started missing a you out in every bloody word. Um, anyway, that's a rant for another time and a whole different podcast, I think. Uh, yes, so we do like the charades thing going on here, but unfortunately, it's... The kids The kids don't have a bloody clue what it is, so it's not, it's not going to work. Um, uh, but at this stage, she's a bit hesitant... Uh, Vice Admiral Janeway and Dow's body because, you know, they're asking her for it to do quite a lot. You just don't push her around admirals like this. But she says, you know, whatever. She says, I was once transformed into a salamander. Nothing could be as difficult as that. And Grey came along with the episode Threshold Voyager Season 2, Episode 15. 
Uh, we won't even get into a rant about that episode because Grey like, dislikes it and I like it. Although not the maybe a cell in the part that was a bit daft. But the Warp yeah, 10 thing was fascinating. Yeah. They just missed out. The sec- that... I think I think the second half of that episode just started going... Down the pan, yes. Yeah. Agree, yeah. And then at the end when they got changed into these salamanders or whatever, I'm like, oh, so no, I don't think so. This is why you can't go to Warp 10, people. That's why that's uh, infinite maximum for that for that mode of transport because you turn into a salamander. That's so right, don't man. go to warp 10. It is it. possible. I do love it. It is possible. It's theoretically possible. They prove, they've proven it's possible, but it's just not practical. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to do the, they're going to do swap. They're going to reverse everything. At this stage, Dal and Janeway's body is forcefully taken to sickbay, even though she knows that the plan is that she's going to meet them there. But she's taken away. You think, oh god, here we go. Plan's not going to go through. Um, just as the Protostar crew are getting ready, um, she tells Gwen that Dal will never be allowed. They're having a little heart and heart chart. I like this here. Uh, Janeway tells Gwen. Janeway in Dal's body tells Gwen right. uh, that Dal will never be allowed into Starfleet because he's an augment. Now, was it you put here? Great. This is. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, when she's mm-hmm. saying this point, she looks devastated to be saying this, and she maybe doesn't partially agree with it, but it is a canon thing. It is, and we see that go back to uh, well, Strange New Worlds. Jamie mentions the eugenics wars. Yeah, which go, goes back go, to Khan. Go to Stra- so. Stra- watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh, the very last episode of the first season. Uh, uh, Una is the, the number one. She's uh, Augment. And I don't know if she was like Augment in the original series, but she certainly is in this. And she's carted away because hopefully they'll they'll pull some strings here. But it is true. They don't allow it because of the eugenic wars. So, again, I think they'll pull some strings, Gray, I think, to be fair. Um, yeah, they'll, I think with her, well, we're going to find out. We're, we're ahead of ourselves as far as Strange New Worlds goes. But they're going to have to handle that very carefully because otherwise they could end up really messing up the fact that they're not allowed. So for there's got for good we'll reason when the season two comes out. I agree with that rule, not law, by the way, because yeah, no, I think it's fine. It, you, I think you, it's a good rule. You shouldn't be allowed. I mean, there's Doctor Julian Bashir as well, although it's slightly different with him, but still, you know, all these brainy people, people that have been tinkered with, are not welcome. Um, oh, natural in the Federation. Um, so yeah, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate for Dal. Uh, now, this bit here uh, surprised me. The the diviner lets Dal, that's in Janeway's body, go just as you think he's actually because she's locked up at this stage. You think she's actually going to get mm-hmm. karate chopped or something worse, like by the divine he's going to end her <laughs> like you last know, time. offer and do a proper job this time. That's what I thought because she like she escaped and he he's surprised that she doesn't. She's not surprised to see him, but he doesn't know what's going on at this stage. So Dal and Jamie's body's not saying a hell of a lot. Um, and lets her go because she saved his life initially. So he's returning the favour. So there's a little bit of humanity to him. Uh, and he regrets. He says, listen, I don't want to have to do what I'm going to have to do. But I've no choice because of I have to save my, my, my species. So people, right. you get a tiny bit of sympathy back from Grey. But he's still a nasty piece of work at the end of the day. Uh, and you get a little point here about the diviner you wanted to mention. Regarding the body swap? No, I was just, I was saying that at first, I, you know, the first inclination is that when she, why doesn't he know that the body swap happened? And that's really because he wasn't around for all that stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So he really didn't have much of an idea. 
But if you watched at the end when Dial and Janeway's body, you know, said that, you know, he said, keep the uh, diviners to keep my daughter safe if, if I don't make, if this doesn't go right for me. Yeah. And all of a sudden she, Dahl and Janeway's body <laughs> looks at the diviner and says, yeah, I would do anything for Gwen too. And then there's a look on the diviner's face kind of like, um, huh? What? <laughs> you know, so now he's getting the inkling that something up. was a little, you know, how did, like, say, how did you know this? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? So I don't know whether that'll that gets any bearing into the next show or you know or episodes or whatever, but it was interesting. Yeah, they should be a couple definitely. Not 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 Jamie, that'd be creepy. Dal and uh, going. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we're kinda of getting close towards the end of the episode. Um at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um Dal Janeway. Phrase put in here, just to make things clear. <laughs> Dal J- Janeway and Dal's body then heads to the yeah. middle of the Dauntless, right? To meet herself. This, it sounds weird when you say it like that, yeah. but it kind of is to meet herself or himself. Yeah, it's great notes here. I like that. <laughs> now, I know here, I thought the sound, the hum of the warp drive was really, really soothing. And I would, I you can get these things, you know, like I'm not going to say its full name because I'll set it off for everyone that's listening. Alex, yeah, if you talk to Alex, your AI, put an A in the end of that. Great, you can figure out what I'm talking about. No, you confused. Alex and huh? What? I lost on that. Alex, and then uh, uh, put the letter A in the end of it, but don't say it. Just think it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yep. I don't yep. want to set them all off. Um, so with you get lots of routines. You can get her to do lots of things. You can go, uh, Alex, play the uh, the warp core routine, and people generate make these up. And literally, what it will do is it'll play background music of it's the Star Trek Next Generation warp drive humming. Like not like fast, like the slow when it's it's stationary, and it's it's so soothing. And maybe tell me, people, if I'm going nuts or I'm losing the plot. But I thought that was definitely a nice white noise to go to sleep with. Uh, it was actually a nice noise to hear. Now you would say you shouldn't be able to hear noises in space, and that is correct. But we're allowed well, to hear this. Actually, no, actually, no, the warp the warp bubble doesn't have oxygen inside it, and that's what you need. No, to, you need a gas that. to. This is just a little tiny science fact or whatever. Um, Here we go. The fact is, is that sound will travel in space. It just doesn't travel very well. <laughs> so, so there is there is precedent to. Uh, there was a whole article written about. It's it pretty interesting. In order to hear a sound traveled in space, like let's say you and I are trying to talk to each other, and we're in space, which ain't going to happen. But let's just say, for argument's sake, it can. I literally would have to be really close to you to be able to even hear something. But it is possible to hear something. But you would have to be so close that the sound couldn't travel that far, you know, within the context of space. It would only travel, like, you know, this far or whatever. So it's it's not worth... Basically, it doesn't travel, but it does. Technically, it will travel, but very, very slightly. Um, So that's the real fact right there, that it does. You know, some... And you'll never hear it. You'll never hear it because you can't be in space with a naked ear to hear it. There's a problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> However, I... because sound does create sound waves, you would feel it. Uh, so there's so if something happened, an explosion went off, and you're gonna feel something. You're not gonna hear it. Yeah, you feel it. Yeah. Gonna... If it's loud enough, you you can you can feel it because it's a wave. And the weird thing about that is, imagine how scary that is, because you could literally be in space, you know, or whatever, you know, and you see the explosion, and you know you're gonna be dead when the when the sound wave hits you. So you got like a few seconds to sit there and go like, damn, I'm dead. 
Boom. <laughs> then it hits you and you're done. So, great thanks for like, sound in space, but we don't have a naked ear to hear it. So, it's a bit like Schrodinger's cat or whatever his name was. Is it alive? Is yeah. it dead? If you can't see it, uh, who cares is basically the answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, the sound of the warp core is very soothing and the hum of it. I, I will enjoy that. But Janeway Dow is on the wrong side of the bloody ship, typical. So, uh, needs to make her way to the right side of the ship. Uh, you know, you notice in that scene, like how far she he had to walk. Oh yeah, I mean, it was a, a long. Way. Yeah, you you were almost literally the opposite end of the bloody ship. And you're, oh, yeah, and God. I'm sitting there thinking to myself now, wait. Good storytelling. If, if she had to walk that far, that's going to take way longer than than the episode uh, uh, makes it happen. Really fast like, magnetic boots, maybe? I, I don't know. Like, bit of loss know. in there or something? I don't know. Well, we're letting that one slide, too. Yeah, we are letting that one slide, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this stage here, Murph, the legend that he is. Now, Gray knows what this is. Stretch Armstrong. Oh, was, yeah. a, was a popular toy back in the 90s, I'd like to say. Is it? All right, okay. Uh, yeah, Stretch, Arm- Stretch Armstrong, uh, very popular. If you don't know what he is, he's a little toy that you can literally pull within an inch of his life. And he'll, like, fantastic, uh, what's his name? Fantastic Four. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic, fantastic yeah, Four. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like him. Yeah, like him. Uh, and he's using himself as, like, a... I don't know, a piece of rope, if you like. He keeps stretching himself longer and longer. Like a tether. A tether, tether yeah, that's a better word for it. Cheers, Greg. Um, to let Dal and Jamie's body get as close to his hard counterpart as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. But of course, just as they're about to touch E.T. style, the bloody Dauntless's uh, tractor beam comes on. Here we go, we're using a tractor beam on a person on the same season again. It just isn't feasible to me, even if you turn the settings way, way down. But for the second time mm-hmm. in Prodigy, they're tracked on a human being um, and ripped apart again. They can't they can't touch. So then, at this stage here, Jane Wayne Dow's body, right, so we don't get confused, asks Murph to stretch as much as he can, and little Murph gives it all he can. He really does. He's busted. He literally is blown out his backside man trying his best he's at maximum um but it's not quite enough of course it's not so mm-hmm. at this stage here we've got uh jane this was a great idea this was a great idea jane wayne dow's body because she's a smart cookie she comes from a science background jane wayne you got to remember that so she knows these things she uses a phaser in the lowest setting but as she pulls it out to like point it at her counterpart you, you you just see Dal and Jamie's body go, no, 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 no don't, don't shoot me, man, don't shoot me. Because he, he, she doesn't have a clue what's going on. But Dal and Jamie's body, no, Jamie and Dal's Jamie body, that gets confusing, yeah. knows what she's doing. It's to try and make that same connection again. So she literally says this little thing about sorry, puts it to minimum setting, fires on herself, um, and then that bridge, that causes that connection and then you get the whole swapping of the mind scene coming back and the memories coming across and blah, blah, blah. It was kind of smart. It was nice thinking. It was genuinely yeah. being a smart science person and thinking up something like this. Uh, Gray, you, you, you know here, it wasn't bad writing in the phaser, but there's a no. big but. The, yeah, the but was, and I went back and looked at the scene a second time to see if I was nuts or not. Then she never mentions lowering it to the lowest level. Really? And she never physically does it either. What the? So basically, she just grabs the phaser and shoots. So essentially, they should have both been fried. 
Ah, because phasers by default are on stun setting. But then that person, he, our counterparts are passed out. Am I, True, am I great? Would stun, I'm only nitpicking, but would stun be enough? Yes. Of, yeah, you just have to bridge that connection then. You just have to bridge it. But All right, I'll go with that. Phaser on default setting, stun. But stun okay. should then knock you out. Okay, true. Dal and Jamie's we... body was not knocked out. True. So see there, now you brought up, you, you, you proved my point, you know, to be wrong and then made your point, which is still now wrong for the right. Shut up! <laughs> God damn it. Man. So yeah, there you go. There we go. There we go. Um, so yeah, it, they do manage to switch their minds back. Uh, but I think just before this, at one point, um, uh, we... we Dal and Jamie, no, Jamie and Dal body says. <laughs> I love this. Says this whole episode like. Bur, 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 bur. <laughs> bur, 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 bur. Um, no, uh, Jamie and Dal and Jamie's body says, "I'll try my best for you, you kids." Basically, she said something along those lines. I will try and make this work when I get back, just before she does the the swapping thing. Um, okay. So she's on their side, but she needs to get back, and as she gets back onto the ship. Uh, the protostar with the Dauntless just behind it drop out of warp and the whole bloody fleet's there. Anyone who thought a Borg cube had turned up, man? It's a little crappy protostar and the whole fleet's there. There's a mixture of all kinds of ships. Um, But before we talk about the ships really briefly, it impacts the Vice Admiral Janeway. She's in the brig. Oh, oh. Um, Grey knows Even Dal said that too. They, yeah. he was, they were saying, you know, screwed. oh, that means uh, we'll be. And then he goes, he goes, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, we're screwed. And you we're see screwed. her in the brig. I, so, it was I a mean, cool ending because now they ended the same way they did the prior episode, where they ended on a on a on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, and now we got to figure out, like, all right, so now what's going to happen now? Especially since we only have two episodes, so. So we had Voy- stuff has got to wrap up. We had Voyager music at the end. See, see when it finishes, great. I. It's not yeah. like Marvel, it's got post-credit scenes. I don't watch the credits, so I never heard the music. So there was more Voyager-type music in the, the the credits, yeah? To be honest, I would have missed it, except that it, I was letting it run while I was doing something. And all of a sudden, I'm going like, hey, wait a minute. And then I started noticing that not only did they make it sound like, now they started adding in some of the drums. Do you remember bum, bum, in the Voyager bum, thing bum, where bum, they go, boom, 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 with the drums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear the same exact drums going off. Yes, the oh. notes weren't exact. They weren't exact, but they but it was there, so you knew, and it was just like you know, you don't hear anything of the of the prodigy theme. It was all this good? I'll take that. Sounded like Voyager thing I throughout the whole. Prodigy uh, theme tune is not the worst I've ever heard. It's actually not no. bad. It's okay. No, it's, it's not, not bad at all. It's not like Star Trek Enterprise or you know, it sounds mm-hmm. like a Star Trek theme music. So, but yeah, the yeah, more important part Star Trek Enterprises theme please. is the that's, ships that we see. It's the, the worst end. theme in the world. The ships that we see at the end, Gray. Um, I really enjoyed that. I didn't. I I try to bri- I try to look briefly at what ships I could see. I I got a bit lazy and I was like, yeah, I see a Sovereign class and. Uh, to to be honest, about... I looked. At, I I froze the screen so I could sit there and look at it. And to be honest, the majority of the ships were Sovereign class. Were well, they? they no, just, I saw. A few, yeah, there was but... a there was a lot of them. There was a lot of them, and I think they just did that just to for effect. They didn't. It really makes sense. It, you, you want know? more of your more powerful ship, I think. Sovereign class is pretty powerful. That's what I'm saying. Like you make more of your top line ships rather than your well, little that, crappy ships. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it was mostly sovereign class, like the E, and then there was some that looked like Akira class, and that's on Akira, yeah. Maybe, maybe a Galaxy class 
I'm not real sure. It's hard to see but, when animation when it's str straight yeah. on. Yeah, because they're so. just throwing them up there just to for the effect. I don't think they're really going for. Uh, I would like to have them gone for, for clarity, so we could have just went. Oh, look! There's a. There's a. There's a. There's. A. You know, yeah. but they didn't. That's cool. Yeah. Um, um, that was that was also something in Picard season one, I think, mm -hmm. or when when Riker called the fleet to come in, and you see, you know, all the ships pop in. Oh, you mean the copy um, paste? Stuff. The control, the, yeah, exactly. The so went control, and, and control this, C and it, control P, and that's exactly the way it was in this one. I'm sitting there going, "You lazy, yeah, uh, you know what? You did it again." Uh, now, there was a guy that both uh, Trevor and I kind of know on on YouTube uh, that he, he likes to go back and recreate in 4K uh, a lot of stuff on Star neon Trek. Neon visual, neon neon visual, and he did a, that scene. He remade that scene in, in Picard, but this time he put all the ships that you know more naturally would have shown up instead of the copy and paste thing wow did he do a good job i mean he had sovereign class he had defiant class he had i think there was galaxy class in there there were shuttles there were like all this stuff was popping up akira class it was all just what would have happened and if yeah. you really want to see something nice go to go to his uh, thing we'll try to put it in the notes below but uh and that one little clip was very short but it was really good you find it for me gray uh, i'll put it on you found it for me yeah. after this. We'll, we'll put yep. it in well, the notes there. Um, no, it was, it was nice to see. Um, Gray gives this an 8 out of 10. I give uh, probably nine. a 7. Uh, a bit yeah. lower. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I give a lot I was, of 7s. I really was thinking on a hard time to do the 7. I was you can give them on, uh, 0.5s. You do that sometimes. Yeah, you know, eight, yeah seven, I was five. even thinking of that too. But I was kind of like, well, you know, there was good, really good stuff. It ended on a cool cliffhanger i want to be nice this time and go with an eight okay but i great. guess if i had if i had to rethink it i would probably do yeah 7.5 or something great gray's not being a scrooge for christmas he's been more positive that's right. thinking that's what i like to hear i guess uh, it's gonna matter to them <laughs> <laughs> hey they'll be watching man um right yeah man. so so um better than last week let's hope the the i don't know if they'll show uh, 19 to 20 back to back. I don't think they will. I think they are separate episodes. That would be great if there was a, a double ender there. But uh, yeah. we will be back for them, of course. And then we'll have like five, six weeks in between where we'll do some more specials and ideas we've got because it'll be a bit quieter. Uh, but yeah, no, cheers for tuning in, people. Cheers for coming along, Gray. Um, mm. We'll do the usual call to arms. Um, you don't even need to like it. You can dislike it if you want. But a cheeky little subscription is always appreciated. And a comment is always appreciated below. If you want to see more ideas for that five and six week window, let us know. I should literally literally copy that like a gif what Gray does there and use that <laughs> and for the thumbs up animations that people do in YouTube videos. Genius. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, if you don't want to watch us, of course you can always list us and wherever you get your podcast from. Um, and we're on Twitter at the Trekway as well. Uh, Gray's GGR, Gray's Green Room, which is entertainment, includes a little bit of science fiction and Star Trek from time to time. Uh, we're doing that tomorrow. Uh, that's at Gray's Green Room on Twitter, on the YouTubes, and on where you get your podcast from. We'll be ranting about the whole Superman thing and Henry Cavill tomorrow. Tune in for that. Oh, we'll be ranting. Uh, oh, yeah, it'll be a rant and a half. Um, and, of course, don't ex uh, forget our gaming side of things. If you like a bit of gaming, you'll find us... Um, 
at Extreme PC UK's uh, uh, Discord. And if you go to their website, um, uh, streampcuk.co.uk, there is a Discord link in there. Um, and we'll get an entertainment channel in there where we can talk about Star Trek and all kinds of things like that. But yeah, that is us uh, until episode 19. Thanks again, people. Uh, and until next time, do your thing, Gray. Bye-bye.